Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 309 and it is Thursday, December 22nd, 2022. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right. And joining us live in the Codex Prime Zoom studios, uh, we've got uh, the host of the Starting Five podcast returning to the show once again, Mr. Dan Dinkins. Welcome back, sir. Hi, everybody. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to give my normal spiel because you introduced me already. <laughs> I reserved that for when I introduced. But what's up, people? Thanks for the invite. You know, I feel like I bullied the invite, but not really. You know what I'm saying? But thanks for the invite back. Good time to close out the year with y'all, you know, making my return to podcasting after also taking... Take, well, y'all are about to approach a break. I just took a month-plus break myself, but happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, it's like, you know, we've been... And speaking of wrapping up the year, you know, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite stuff uh, this year, like from movies, video games, uh, some comics, shows, like whatever, whatever we got into this year, whatever we reviewed and stuff that we didn't get a chance to cover yet on the show. We'll talk about some things that, you know, kind of piqued our interest. Uh, and, and stuff that we recommend for this year as well. And uh, as Carl is sharing the episode, I uh, just want to give, give a quick shout out to our, our friend of the show and sponsor, uh, Afton Ward of Infamous Customs. That's M-F-A-F-M-F-A-M-U-S Customs. I just realized that uh, I, I, I've been spelling the, the name of the business wrong like the past five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize until she got, until she, yeah, I wouldn't cuss that Because <laughs> like, it's funny because like, I was like, I know it's M-F-A-M-U, but I, I keep forgetting the S. But yeah, it's M-F-A-M-U-S Customs. Uh, you can follow her on Instagram as well as infamouscustoms.com. You can order all sorts of Codex Prime t-shirts and apparel, as well as any customizable uh, t-shirts of your own designs. Just send them over uh, to Infamous Customs, and she'll hook you up as well. So, yes, M-F-A-M-U-S Customs. Yeah, Yeah, you definitely stop. You definitely always stop at the U. And I, <laughs> yeah. I've messed up several times. But I must say, because Carl's heard me before, Afton, you need to get some 4Xs and 5Xs for the fat boys. <laughs> because I tried to buy I tried to buy the Codex shirt a couple months back when we was all being friendly and buying each other's merch. And it's the one shirt I couldn't get. Mm. So please get me some fat boy sizes so I could shop you. Yeah. He, he sung Fat Boys. I kind of had to do it. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, but yeah, we're we're here. Uh, Dan, you're up all the way out there, chilling out in the cold. Well, literally chilling out because it's cold. But uh, but yeah, man. Well, kinda. Because okay. I got this bad brother right here. Okay, got the got the space heater action going on. I see that. Oh, I. Have- but the big, I got the big one. Pause. I got the big one. Sorry, I'm gonna say pause. I'm from New York, y'all. It's just embedded, embedded in me. <laughs> but I, I've always had a heater. It's just the small. I always had the small space heaters, gotcha. and I would keep it be- between my legs and under a blanket to make a hot pocket. <laughs> <laughs> but now I found this joint right here for sixty-five dollars. It's a hundred and fifty-dollar heater. This is one of the best freaking. Best, best purchases I've made in a minute. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, 
So for the for our new listeners who didn't listen to us uh, last time when when it was uh, you and uh, big shouts to the big brother bad lad, um, tell us about the starting five. Well, and and I was gonna say, I the irony of me coming here and doing top fives with the starting five, but uh, yeah, the start five podcast is it's literally become a random show in a way. And not random as in, shout outs to Random Rams with Rob, but um, <clears throat> random as in, like, we've always been sports, politics, hip-hop, but then it became more of like a, you know, whatever we feel like talking about and whatever comes up is what we're talking about. Like, Carl was on, you were on this year, right? This yes. summer. Yes, yeah, right? the Sweet, the sweet 16. Oh, no, so that wasn't, that wasn't in the summer. Yeah. That was last March during March Madness when we did the mini tournaments and the Sweet 16's one was the R&B remix. Right. right. Where, what was it? Well, I started Carrie Fantasy almost almost made it to the final, right? Uh, yeah. And listen, I <laughs> I passed that tour, I passed that bracket on to a lot of our local DJs and that brought up some discussions. <laughs> Oh really? Well, well, I'm sure one of them was because of the makeup of the bracket, which was literally like, I just do some shit together. Right. <laughs> I mean, I use DJ brain, but I just do some shit together. But I know I picked some of the dopest hip hop R and B rapping R and B remixes though. Yeah, you, you know, some, I, you I know I picked ones. some of the tough joints, and it was it was a tough battle to go through. But that was a dope one. But we do stuff like that. Um, towards like the end of the summer, we did like nostalgia episodes where we brought up some of our classic like favorite Nintendo games or video games that I think were like lesser talked about mm-hmm. or things like that. Like like my boy Jamal brought up Russian Attack, which we've all called it Russian Attack, right? Yeah. But it is, and and even till this day, it still blows my mind that if you slow your brain down and read the cover, it clearly says rush and attack. (laughs) But the way we say it, it always sounds like Russian attack, which I mean, I mean, this was like what early 80 something bars for you. You know what I'm saying? That was bars. Them them writers, them writers was spitting, you know what I'm saying? Listen, listen. (laughs) You know, it, 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 that's black folks in general because listen, know the candy now or later's now and later. I was just, I was going right to the now or later's. Of course. <laughs> Nom- of course. Listen, we say nominators. No, what? Yep, nominate. How did you say it? Now and later's. Oh, see, you started prep. You said. <laughs> of course, bougie ass big ass. We said nominate. Listen, yo, can I get some? Can we get some nominators? <laughs> Wow, nominators is some that's new to me. I nominators are nominators. See, nah, see, now I'm gonna be on Victor's side on that one because I never heard no pronunciation like that. Yeah, I would either. rather say now and laters over <laughs> nominators. Like, what the fuck is a nominator? We, we, who cares? <laughs> we knew it. They, they, listen, everybody at the corner stores knew what we were talking about. I was like, hey, ask. Y'all say, y'all say bye. <laughs> Listen uh, to uh, did he lose? Oh, Seth, did did we, did we lose? 
Did we lose? Uh... Oh, oh man, looks like we lost uh, uh, Dan Dinkins mid sentence. Oh man. Uh, but he has the. Uh... Oh, here. He oh, is. here we go. Here we're we gonna readmit him, people. Okay, here we go. I don't know what happened over here. Oh. Man, listen. I think I pressed my headphone by accident, bugging out. <laughs> I didn't mean, yeah, no I, didn't, I didn't mean to make fun of the uh, the north. The North, the New England accent, and bang on y'all like that. I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But yeah, man, Star Five, like we do stuff like that. Like um, this past week we just did uh, we did our our year end wrap up show. Uh, it was because one, Carl knows, I had taken like almost two month hiatus from podcasting altogether because my mental health behind podcasting was shot i mean like fried to the point where once i sent all both crews the message that i had to just back away from anything creative like i literally cried for a good five minutes let it out yeah and then stayed away from you know what i'm saying but we had a really good show it was a really good comeback for all of us you know we talked about some of the, obviously the craziest moments of this year um some of the most controversial moments of the year, uh, all types of stuff, man. But we 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 get into whatever's clever, to be honest with you, on the starting five, you know. Like um, another one of the episodes, which Victor, if you're not listening to us, I don't know why, but one of them you will enjoy, and I had to specifically go to you, uh, was we were bringing up old school, like uh, I think we did old school shows that were like lesser known. And my boy Jamal, who is a filmmaker, who's one of the co-hosts, he was bringing up some of the most obscure TV shows that I never, I do not remember at all. Now, I got to say also, everybody who's a co-host on my show is older than me by almost five years. Everybody. Yeah. So he was pulling shit. I will be 43 this Sunday. Oh, right on, man. Happy birth, happy early birthday. Yeah. TJ's older yeah, than you. I'll be, TJ's TJ's almost fifty. Get the- Jamal is like forty six, forty seven. Uh, uh, JP is fifty one, and my boy Big O I think is forty six. Damn, I, I thought TJ was my I thought TJ was my age. Nah, TJ is not that young. Yeah, <laughs> TJ, is, TJ, is, TJ is not the AI said the light skin magic. I'll be sure working. Yep, I'll be sure the Smokey Robinson joints. Or he, as he calls himself in his intro, the Ron O'Neill of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, man, I yeah, I work with some old heads, but they all wanted to be a part of the mm-hmm. crew, and so why not? Why not work with people who want to do this shit? And it's fun doing it with them. It is. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it was fun coming back. And we welcome anybody and everybody. And you too. You bring your own drink, a.k.a. you can bring the topic. And y'all are welcome to come at any time. Oh, you know, you're just not going to come on us. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we should just start. We should just have a pause counter. <laughs> But um, I'm going to get into what I've been up to. There's only really like two things because we got to, you know, we have a packed show today. Um, so first of all, me, 
me and Vic go into a yearly, uh, we have a yearly bet for the game awards and whoever can win the most picks, loser has to watch a movie or a TV show of some sort. So this year yep. I lost by one yep. and I yep. had to uh, complete the Ariasa challenge. I have watched Midsommar. I have watched, uh, shout outs to, uh, shout outs to my man, Lou, the strange thing about the Johnsons. Yep. I saw that. <laughs> I, I watched that. Are you going to talk about that real briefly? Because, we, man. Yeah. Insane isn't even the word for it. Dude, it was one of the most fucking bugged out things I ever watched on my lunch break. I walked away from it like just I wasn't bummed out like it disturbed me damn I had to throw my food away but I was just like yo holy shit this was one of those movies that the freaking director needed to be investigated <laughs> on some like you know I'm talking like Letitia James Donald Trump type investigation yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying like yep it was it but it was fucking interesting it was disturbing and interesting, and you really felt for the father after a while. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah, you did, man. Just made me shake my head. So I had to watch the third one, technically the second one in the charge, and it's her- Hereditary from, what, 2018? Yep, 2018. Um, Ari Asta has a dude for, he has a thing for, like, naked old people. I mean, <laughs> I mean, go on, Carl. You don't even have a defense for it. I mean, I, your grin, your grin, no, Victor was saying a lot. Though. <laughs> I, he was like, I mean, like, I mean, like, you know, the guilt section. <laughs> like, he's literally the day. He's the he's the David Lynch of the 2020s. Yeah, that's what. Like. For, Another thing, too, is like, yeah, it's like you felt for the story. It actually, you know, triggered some emotions, you know, because, you know, the beginning, most of the beginning, the movie's mostly about grief. Yeah. So, you know, I'm kind of going through that, you know, myself and everything. But um, I'm just like, okay, this, it would have, the movie would have been fine if it was just about grief. Okay. But first of all, the daughter died in the most fucked up way possible. Yeah, don't stick your head out in a, a, a of a moving vehicle while your throat is closing because of a because of a peanut allergy. Hey, I mean she she was she was done either way, so it's like you know. Yeah, first of all, the brother first of all the brother was an idiot. Oh yeah, he was. I'm like, yo, if somebody has a peanut allergy. You call nine one one. You stab him with an epipen that just buys you time. It doesn't cure it. It just buys you time for the paramedics to come. Right. But then they're like in the middle of the... No- you're in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And you decide to just drive to the hospital. Yep. While yeah. your sister's in the backseat dying. I mean, sometimes those ambulances, man, they take their time, you know. They were white. I don't want to hear no excuses. <laughs> well, I mean... I mean, like, you know, when, when, you're, when, you're, when you're panicking and it's like sometimes you don't think and you... you you make some bad decisions. You make bad calls. You know, it happens. You know, and it's a movie, so don't they get to run red lights? 
the gas was full. The gas was full. The gas was full. It was a full tank of gas. Because, like I said, somebody brought this up. Have you ever seen somebody stop for gas in Fast and the Furious? No, but they're car- never once. <laughs> Cars go to space and through skyscrapers, so it's like stopping for gas is like, what's the point? <laughs> but, I mean, like, it was fine. So then they brought up, you know, the, you know, how the, you know, the grandmother used to do, like, rituals and stuff. So, like, once she pointed out, I'm like, all right, that's going to be important. But there was there wasn't too much explained. There was still to me that felt like there was a lot of plot holes. I was like I th- I still went away with like a lot of unanswered questions. Like what are the roots of like the um what was the cult that they were part of? Yeah, they they kind of explained it. They gave you enough information. There weren't really any plot holes in the movie where it was like the mother, like uh, Tony Collette, like her mother, like the grandmother. Yeah. Was the one who was running the cult, and she wanted a she wanted uh, Tony Collette's character to have a male heir, so that way he can become the new vessel of this demon called Paimon. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So that way, that's why she kept harping on her to have a kid, and so um, and so when Tony Collette, when she you know when she wasn't she was born you know a, a woman you know she, that's why her grandmother was so disappointed and kind of mistreated her. It was kind of it kind of implied that she had a crappy childhood upbringing because mm-hmm. of that. And so, and so because that because her son now she has her son it's like oh okay here's a second chance of getting the demon, uh, getting the demon summoned to Earth. I wanted to beat kid. the shit out of that kid. Why? Cause his cry was so annoying. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's literally oh, what it's like. Just call, just wait. I, I, your time is coming soon. <laughs> just wait. Sunday, I'm no, this weekend. I, I already know what you're talking about. How is it that everybody in that one podcast was a cowboy? <laughs> oh, the cowboys are they? Are they? Oh no, eating? no, they, no. Yeah, I wasn't even. Well, yeah, I wasn't even thinking about the cowboys, but fuck them as always. <laughs> I'm just talking about. I'm just talking about. Uh, I'm a father of three daughters, so if you. Oh man, kids, yeah, I know. You don't worry about a kid crying in a movie. <laughs> you got some shit. Well, this is a girl, so her cry will be annoying. Yes, I'm having a child, everybody. I'm having a girl. Due March 10th. So. I wasn't I wasn't trying to pull that out. You know, All I'm good. Saying. I'm just saying. All good. I was going to announce your, it. I was just saying, I was saying in your future, if you had children, that's where I was trying to lead to. Yeah. But, but congratulations. You thank know you. Congratulations. Thank you. But um, please don't please don't hate me for that. I was nah, nah, nah. I was gonna announce this sooner or later. But um, yeah, it's that kid's cry was like so annoying. I'm like, yo, you too old to be crying like that. I mean, his sister died violently though. Okay, yeah, but he handled that better than he did. He was just like in a state of shock. I understood that, Mm -hmm. and. But it was, yeah, that was fucked up. And then they showed the head, too, and I'm like, good job on the freaking... Yeah. Yeah, the makeup department. Yeah, yeah they the nailed that shit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I would probably say it's the least confusing out of all the areas. Well, no, it's not. Strange thing, you knew what the hell was going on in that one. <laughs> yeah, um, I would probably say it's the one I like the most. 
Okay. Out of all three of them. Mm, nice. Yeah. Wow, that's actually surprising. I thought I thought you'd uh, be on uh, be on the same level as Midsummer for you. Man, I thought that movie's just too much. Like, oh, Midsummer is great. Like, I saw that. I saw that movie three times. You would though. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you would. Yeah, it's a great. Uh, you had you had me intrigued at the head getting knocked off. I probably <laughs> laugh at it. Yeah, but <laughs> guess what? Street and then to make matters worse, guess what streaming service that movie is on right now. Tubi. Yep. <laughs> Have you watched the Tubi movie? Not yet, but because of the episode when you were talking about it, the algorithms was algorithming, and so the, all the, the reaction videos to Tubi shit was coming up on TikTok, <laughs> and I had a field day. So, Victor, you saved yourself from another week of not having to watch a full Tubi movie by way of Y'all challenge, yep. but please just go online and watch these reaction clips to Tubi movies, and that's all you have to do. Oh, oh I yeah. showed him. I showed yeah. him some. Did you see the one with the frying pan? I probably did. Was that when the mother? Was that when the mother hit a son or something like that? Yeah, she just had, she just had like a titties out, and she just hit him over the head with the frying pan, and he did the Michael Jackson lead. <laughs> I think I did see that one. The lady, she had, like, the fucked up wig on. Like, yeah. She had the bad wig on. I think she had on pink or something like that, too, right? Something like that. I, yeah. I, I, I know she had a bad wig, just like everybody in the M2B movies had bad wigs. Yep. And bad everything and just poor shot everything. And that's what makes some things great. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, I, I don't sit and watch movies much, but I need to watch some of them. Just so it could, it could recall the days of the black exploitation. With the, with the, uh, with the mic poles in the scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. Watch. You see the group. You see the groups running around in the background. When you get a chance, <laughs> watch the psychic. Okay, I All thought right. you were gonna say watch B Rob's movie. <laughs> oh, I yeah, I watched that one too. I I watched that one too. That was actually my girl. That was actually my girl's idea to watch. I'm like, whoa, B Rob's in it. Ooh, which one? Which one is it? I'm like, all right, we watched it, and I saw. Her. B Rob had his one line. <laughs> he was just part of a group and he just goes there. The guy goes, Good morning. He goes, Good morning. And that was it. <laughs> That's that good enough. Can't throw shade on his, his acting ability. Oh, God. <laughs> the sad part is, his was the best. <laughs> In that movie, it was, it was, oh, my God. Like, Remember Hot Boys with Silk the Shocker? It's been a long time, but I think I did see most of those, most of those terrible ass movies from back in the day. The Mr. P, I got the hookups, <laughs> fat beaches and shit. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I had heard that name. In yes. <laughs> Listen, you actually you want to know? Speaking of the nineties, you know, want to know what I saw yesterday? I was in Cumberland Farms, which is. Uh, the North North Wawas. I've heard of Cumberland Farm. Oh, this white dude walked in there with a bright green hockey jersey and some Janko jeans. Mm. Yep. The the Janko jeans is yeah, but the hockey jersey like I seen somebody in a hockey jersey the other day and it made me recall 
my nineties era when all the rap groups had the hockey jersey. Right. The Wu-Tang jersey, the, the Onyx jersey. Like yep. I wanna see them I wanna see them joints again. But yeah, you yeah, have one, but when I saw the Janko Genius, like I'm just like they still make those, and some dudes just yelling, where'd you get a pair of Jayco jeans at this time? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, listen, I was thinking it, he said it. Yeah, step out of a time machine, he did. Yeah, I swear this dude was straight, like, he looked like straight up 1998, he just got finished watching the Headbangers Ball on MTV, and then went, oh, and he's on his way to the Vans Walk Tour. <laughs> Damn. Next now now because you saw that now sometime when I go back to work I'm gonna see somebody in some 1990s 1991Z cavalry. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Doc Martin's a back, so why not? <laughs> oh, well, uh, I would say Doc, Doc Martin's never left. Right. And you know I would could throw up some racist shit, but that ain't a part of my culture. You know what I'm saying? That's it. why they never left. Right. So the other thing I'm going to review is this comic. Man, listen, you need to get 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 on this. Okay. Boom Studios is killing it right now. Okay. And this one's called The Vicious Cycle hmm. by Matson Tomlin, Matson Tomlin and the art by Lee Bermejo. And yo, just the just the art alone. Interior and cover. Yeah, this looks good. It was just like, oh, okay, this looks good. I need to, I need to pick this up. And uh, shout outs to Chris from Rock Cocos for recommending it. Okay. And it follows uh, Sean Thacker. That's the ty- that's the main character right there, who's a trained assassin from the future, and he's seeking revenge on the only man who has his same affliction. But that battlefield is different area, different eras in time. Okay. So that's why you see like like it starts off in Louisiana and like the in the forties and then you go back in time. Then you're going into futuristic Tokyo and stuff. That's actually the uh the antagonist right there. And yeah. And what's crazy too is even though it's all done by the same artist, like each different time period has a different art style. Oh, sweet. Yo. It's a three part se- it's a three three book series. Mm-hmm. Don't even think about it. Buy it. Okay. Oh, as a matter of fact, open it. Right. Open, open it right now. Open it, it right funny. now. It's funny you said the first scene of Louisiana, and I at the first thought that came to my mind was, oh, so this is uh the slavery version of the Highlander. There can only be there can only be one house Negro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, this is some this is some nice artwork. Right? <laughs> some detailed black and white. It's almost like a almost You like thought a, I I thought like he was literally taking pictures yeah. and just putting them in the panels. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It looks like um kind of looks like a Alex Ross. Yeah. yeah like, like his covers? Yeah. Okay, good. This is dope. And then as you like flip for He's traveling and then now the art style is different. That's when he's in futuristic Tokyo. Okay, wow. So it's like a lot of a lot of colors. A lot yeah. of like Neon. Like each time period is like a different art style. Just okay, this is dope. Yeah, I might have to give this a shot. Oh, please do, please right. do. Even Dan, go to your go to your local comic shop and pick one up. Okay. You will Gotta not find them. 
Gotta find one. Actually, no, there is a comic shop that I have never set foot in that's about five minutes from me, but I've never set foot in it because there's no parking over that way. Like it's like a block it's like a block off of the ferry and it's just been there forever. Mm. But the even in front of the place it's no parking, no standing mm. signs. It's right in between all the courthouses and stuff here. So yeah, it's 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 always been tough to get in there no matter how many times I pass it. The one spot that was open was Comic Book Joe's, but they're rest in peace to them. They've moved mm. on. And my spot in Philly is no no longer also amalgam. Like I, every time I went to Philly, I used to always stop in there until I, you know, story for off the air. But yeah. I used to stop in the amalgams all the time. But, you know, shout out to Ariel and you had a good run. So those were my spots to buy comics from. So that sounds like it might have to be an order online. Get it. Don't even think about it. Just get it. Because I was just like, I'm like reading this and I'm like, yo, he, he just caught me. Nice. nice. That's my thing. Yeah, what else you got, Carl? Oh, that's it. I'm ready to hit up my favorites, but you got anything to review? Uh, No, I'm ready to hit, hit the favorites as well. All right. <laughs> Well, since no, we're... Steel, no steel books, no 4K, <laughs> ultra fucking, uh, 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 you know what I'm saying, Tribeca Film Festival favorites, nothing. <laughs> well, well, actually, well, actually, no, this, um, actually, this, uh, I have been to Staten Island. Yeah, this yeah. afternoon, earlier on, on my Instagram, I posted my uh, favorite films uh, of the year. So, uh, people, y- y- y'all can check that out at Victor Moyo. And and I'll, oh. and I'll get into some of them here as well as we talk about our favorites too. And you didn't do you didn't you, you you usually do a standalone episode of that too, Victor's Corner. Come on, man. I I pay his attention, y'all. I've been a fan for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you know. You got, you got to do the standalone episode. Yeah, I might, might might do that if I you know got some time next week. You're on vacation, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want oh. yeah. I do want to give a couple of shout outs too before we get into our favorites. Um, big ups to my man Jay Wan, where he had the Yes PVD um, uh, holiday party that I DJed on Tuesday. Um, we had some great performances, uh, a po- some poetry, an MC. Uh, big shout outs to Dreamville Chach and um, Anthony Sosa, amazing R&B singer. And um, I forgot the, the poet's name was Sarah. Simply Sarah, that's what it was. But yeah, it was a great, you know, great night. Your boy killed it, killed it on the t- on the turntables. Wait till I listen. That Serato three is fire. It's smooth. I haven't even got to. I haven't even got to the learning how to, you know, create the acapellas yet. If I do, it's a wrap. Oh, you uh, you have you played with the stems version yet? <laughs> Not yet. Man, listen. I don't. I, I haven't connected my equipment in almost this whole year. Like I broke it down, left it in the cases, because I just I forgot why I did it. But I was just like, you know what? Let me put. You know what? Part because everybody was putting all that stuff on top of it because I wasn't using it. Yada yada. <laughs> I never really set up my phase to to get working right. Um, yeah, I got too many excuses that I don't need to run down. So I sat and played when my boy said, yo, this dude is tearing it up with the new Serato online. And my man KB, shout out to KB, he was just like, yo, this stems beta, 
I immediately went and downloaded it, and I was just like, dreams come true. Like, this was the type of shit that, like, my boy Flip, who was the, the guy who got me into DJ and was like, yo, he would always talk about, yo, there's a mixer that you could, uh, you could, like, drop, drop acapellas on this, that, which was, it was a lie. But I always had that thought it weren't for some piece of equipment that you was able to take the stems and break down and just, yo, you literally now can make any song an instrumental. Yep. Oh, and it's it's fucking phenomenal. I, I and and I'm a guy who <laughs> likes to make those like blend remix type joints. So I take it mashing up two separate. Yo. Know, yeah, I'm working on a blend tape I, right I, now. I need pause. I need to play with that. Well, I need to play with it a lot more. You know, I, I gotta play with it a lot more, yo. And so any DJ out there that messes with Serato that's listening to this, go try that stems beta if it's still out. If it's not even the full version yet, but. Yeah, oh. it's it's worth it. Uh oh, Ace Five coming back. I didn't say I was coming back. I never <laughs> left. I just you know that that's an even longer hiatus. <laughs> last time I last time I ever really really mixed anything was when I was on a radio show back in 2015, and that was those are the last I did like six mixes. Um, yeah, that's another story for another day too. It just when 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 something that was supposed to be fun became work, I was done with it. I hear you. And it became it became work. And and then now it's funny to check into the, the the radio station years after I had already left. Now they're playing everything with cusses and cursing and all in it. But when I was there, the woman who owned the station, mm-hmm. it was an online station, but the woman who owned the station wanted to try to be a legit station and so she was like no curses no this and that so a two hour show mix would be a four and a half hour process Mm -hmm. because it would be two hours of mixing two and a half hours of going back over everything and scrubbing all the curse words out of the music because i didn't have no radio edited nothing yeah i always make sure i get radio edited because i don't feel like worrying about it (laughs) No, yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah, that's when I'm in that mind state. I'm yeah. usually not. I wanted either the, the raw version the way it is or yeah. not at all. Gotcha. So yo, go play with them stems, yo. Oh yeah, I'm being yeah. Not your stem. Stem <laughs> to the side and you play with the Serato stems. <laughs> oh, definitely. So yeah, let's get let's get into let's get into these twenty twenty two favorites. You know, it's something I stole from Dan as he did from um that he did on his uh started five podcast, like your game of the year, movie of the year, comic series of the year. We just, you know, took with his idea, you know, he had like you know, more his was more sports based, and then they just we just flipped it. Flipped it and made it codex. So uh I'ma start off with my game of the year. And I'm not gonna lie, I spent more time, especially when I got the PS5, I I spent more time doing backlogs and playing some of like the classic PS4 games that had PS5 upgrades just to get, you know, just to say, since I love that game so much, I want to get the PS5 experience. So, but my game of the year for 2022, I'm still working on it. Mm -hmm. God of War Ragnarok. Mm. Yeah. 
Good stuff. Yo, God of War Ragnarok. I actually beat that game last night. Did you? Yeah. No spoilers, but damn it. Come on. Tell me. Man, man, listen. Uh, no spoilers, but I got to say, like, perfect ending. The perfect ending, and that's all I'm going to say. Really? Yeah. And it it, it, it kind of hits you in the feels. <laughs> now, is it better than 2018? Yes. In, in my in my view, like I'll say, like like uh, the God of War twenty eighteen and Ragnarok, they're like two halves of like an epic story. So, man, like it it it, it, it couldn't it could not have been a better wrap up for Ragnarok. Like you'll you'll see you'll see it once you play right, it. I'm right. But man, I was like, yo, Santa Monica Studio, yo, take a bow. Just did it again. Yeah. Just did it again. All right. What's your game of the year? Oh, yeah. oh, go, oh ahead. go ahead, go ahead, Dan. Oh no, no, I was just gonna mention I might have to, I might have to play that game because I, I normally stayed away from open world games because open worlds get me sick. Yeah. Most open worlds get me yeah. sick, but I, I literally probably haven't played a God of War since the first one. Somebody, this guy I used to work for, let me borrow it, and I was just like, holy shit, this game is amazing. So, but all these rave reviews, and of course the the the, the lucky thing of recency bias with what's being reported as a great game of course i think everybody's probably game of the year for the most part should be that yeah uh, my game of the year um is actually elden ring not surprised but i'm not mad yeah because yeah elden ring was it, it it was an epic game like uh from software it's uh like take taking that Soulsborne formula, putting it into an open world, but like the way they created their open world was, it it was such where like nothing was technically off limits. You can go anywhere you want, and but like but like if you if you're not if you're not strong enough, you'll get your ass handed to you. So there's other ways of like tackling the main narrative. Like you could just do side quest, side quest, side quest, and then get back to the main story and be strong enough for that. Uh, or and and the game rewards exploration. So like every time you play it, there's always something new that that you had that you didn't see the first time even in even in areas that you that you previously visited and like the game is just um it, it, it just keeps rewarding that exploration and, and you're motivated to like level and keep leveling your, your character and keep exploring and it's like it's like a great it's a, it's a great gameplay loop and and yeah man it's uh it, it's definitely a, one of those like high risk high reward uh games because it's, it's pretty challenging but yeah man i'd say like like elden ring is um definitely like some of the best work from from software. If you, if you like Bloodborne or any of the Dark Souls games, then that's that's a game that I, I highly recommend for anybody who likes that style of uh, of gameplay. How's the story though? Story is um it's it's got a, it's got an interesting world I'll say um like just like a like as is the case with a lot of from software games like the story is not the story is not it's not clear cut like mm. it's like very piecemeal. It's like you kind of like the story is there if you if you're into lore like you can read all all of like the item descriptions and you can like look at the environmental storytelling storytelling because like each because like each setting in the game tells a story about that particular world that particular section of the world and mm -hmm. the world at large. Um, but if you want to put the story on the back burner to a certain extent and just like focus on like leveling your leveling your character and exploring, then you can do that too. Mm -hmm. So like the story, I'd say like. It, it, there's like a lot of interesting um there's like an interesting foundation there if you want to explore it further gotcha um but yeah i was like i'll say like in terms of narrative god of war ragnarok is the better story but elder ring is really good too all right 
I'm not mad at you. Dan, what you got for your game of the year? What? <laughs> I have to be different because, one, I, I don't get into too many games uh, because, like I said, a lot of open-world stuff gets me sick. First-person shooters definitely get me sick. I don't play first-person shooters. I'm as simple as Madden, and, and I, I got WWE 2K because shout-outs to the homie Lord Demetrius on TikTok. He made me a character in that game. Right. But to be different, I'm just going to say the PS5 system is my gaming anything of the year because of how I was able to finally obtain it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just simple. It was, you know, Vic, you're going to appreciate this story because I was on your journey too, by way of the podcast, and you get one. So I was going to get my go. I had I this this one time of the year I actually had some money in my account, and I was going to take out money to pay the rent to go get a money order for the rent and all that stuff. And right where my bank is, two storefronts down is a GameStop. And so in my head, and this was the day was perfect. The weather was nice. Skies were clear. Like, I remember this vivid, as vivid as I remember 9-11. Not to equate the two, I'm just saying. Mm. But uh, <laughs> the sky was clear, everything was right. So I just went into the GameStop, and I was like, all right, I'm just here to ask, when's the next drop? I'll go to the manager. Uh, she happened to be the manager. She was just kind of rapping with a customer. And I say, excuse me, I didn't want to interrupt. I don't want to bother, but... Do you all have any information on any new drops for the PS5? She finishes with the customer and goes like this. Makes these for everybody listening, she's making these looks like, like, hmm, like should I, shouldn't I? And then says, I actually have one right here. I said, say what? She's like, Yeah, I got one in the back right now. I was like, give it to me. And she was like, really? I said, give it to me. Go get it. Give it to me now. Uh, she was like, "Do you want to know the price?" I was just like, oh, "Just give it to me. You can bring it to me right now, please." She was like, "Are you sure?" Like, I, yes, I'm sure. All right, you know what? Just to entertain you, tell me how much. And she said, eight and change." And I was like, "Okay, give it to me." I was like, "What?" She was like, "Really?" It was like I was like, "Yes, give it to me." It was like. You want to know why it's that much? Okay. And then it was like, it's the system. It was it because was, it was when GameStop was only selling bundles. Yeah. So it was it was the system, three games, two controls, well, one extra control, and the control charging dock. Mm. I think I walked out of there, I paid eight fifty something, eight sixty, but I was like, give it to me. I don't care. Miss, I have the money right now. Please go get it. <laughs> and that's what it was. And she brought it out. It was like, here you go. And that was my game story of the year. Mm-hmm. And I think, I forgot what, I know I sold my boy the download code to Horizon Zero West. What was the game you asked for, Carl? Because you did ask for one of them. Oh. I was supposed to send to you, but I forgot. It might have been Elden Ring. I think it was. I'm actually hold on. You know what? Because I it might have been Elden Ring. Because I know I texted you directly about that. But that, oh, but this was also like 
during the summer. So the messages is probably erased if you got the 30 day delete like I do. No, I keep my. <laughs> I keep my. Oh, you keep evidence. Use uh, a. You damn right. Throw up on the, you throw them up on the Summer Jam screen type of text messenger, huh? I, yup. <laughs> yup. You never know. Uh, 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 you said back in 1983. Oh, yeah. I'm going back to. Uh, I'm going back to. Oh, man. Well, I have to check to see what it was. But, yeah, that's my thing. Because I, I got a couple games. I still have a Modern Warfare 3, I think, that was in a PS4 bundle. Still in the plastic. Because I can't play first-person shooters. Mm. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, I'm pretty much saying, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Elden Ring. Well, if you don't have it, you can still have it. I'll take it. <clears throat> we'll arrange something. I'll take it. There it is. <laughs> yeah. You hear that? Nobody else can have it. That's <laughs> yeah, all you. It's all you, man. Oh man! All right. Um, we are, I already know that you put it on, put this on your um, on your IG. But yeah. movie of the year. Oh, movie of the year. Oh, it's like anybody still? still like anybody who's listened to the podcast. Like this shouldn't be a surprise. But for this year, it's everything, everywhere, all at once. That's hands down my favorite movie this year. Uh, the multiverse concept done with actual creativity, not about setting up like 10 different, 11 different movies, at, 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 you know, down the line, you know, not about ripping the red brand, you know what I'm saying? Like this is like original filmmaking right here. Michelle Yeoh, give her the Oscar for best actress uh, this year. Uh, Ki Hai Kwan, who made a return, who made his return to acting, give him the Oscar for best supporting actor. Like this, in terms of like, in terms of the writing, in terms of the sheer creativity, the vision, and 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 the themes of like family and like what it means to, what it means to like you know reclaim your joy in life, and, and realizing your potential. Yo, everything, everywhere, all at once is that movie. Go see it. It's eight. It's the first A twenty four film to make a hundred million dollars worldwide it is it's it's everything man go everywhere see, all at once everywhere <laughs> all at once go see it just just go see it get get the 4k if you get the, get the 4k get the blu-ray tell your friends get the movie okay <laughs> <laughs> i have i still haven't seen it. i saw it's on paramount plus i think i have somebody's logins for that so i'll check it out okay um yeah mine Obviously, Wakanda Forever. Hmm. Okay. But slightly like an eyelash above the Woman King. Oh, okay. All right. So it's like a 1A, 1B? Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I will give that. Okay. I will give that. Like, obviously, you know, Wakanda Forever had much more of a, you know, deep meaning to it. Not to take away from the Woman King. The Woman King just has, like, that great representation, especially if you get, if you have daughters you know that's something that that's very like empower very empowering just like wakanda forever you know did which told like um which centered around grief which you know hit me real which hit me real hard so and um yeah yeah we did uh if you want to hear my thoughts you can hear it uh when we reviewed it in long form um but yeah wakanda forever and woman king Right on. My pick is 
Wakanda forever. And I had to say it like that because I realized I drew a blank. Actual game of the year is Marvel Snap. If you ain't playing that shit, you're playing yourself. But <laughs> nah, man, freaking Wakanda forever. And I'm not the biggest movie watcher either, but we went. We made it a point to see that in the theaters. I think first weekend, and there's absolutely nothing bad you could say about that movie. Right. It was. It was absolutely. It was absolutely incredible. Um, the the visuals was up to par with the first one, but just the story. And I was more pleased with the, the fact that they gave us what we kind of wanted, if you know, source material to a point. Yes. In the factor of Shuri became the Black Panther eventually. And they gave it to us. And they did it right. Like, regardless of what people want to say, like, you know, Dr. Moomar out there talking about we didn't need no Mexicans kicking our asses on camera. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know if y'all heard that nonsense, but it was oh, just straight man. nonsense. Uh, but, like, they, they, represented, they represented both sides well. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And and showed the parallels of the two worlds. It was just if you want to say Namor kind of took the Killmonger approach. Mm. If you really look at it in a way like he kind of took the Killmonger approach from young and and ran that way but was still his world's shining light. He was their guiding light. He was their their everything, their king and you know all that yada 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 but the movie was just, it was perfect. I, I, I don't care what no hater has to say about it. That movie was perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, I went my direction and comic series of the year. Mm-hmm. Axe, Judgment Day, Avengers, X-Men, and Eternals, Judgment Day. That one, that was probably the one I haven't followed a series since King of Black in 2019. But this one was just like, yo, the X Men, the mutants discovered a way to like resurrect their dead. Mm-hmm. So the humans didn't like that, but then the Eternals also didn't like that either. Like, yo, we need to put a stop to this because you know we're the ones that's supposed to be living forever to protect y'all, you know. And the Avengers, since they're getting ready to go to beef, the Avengers are sneaking in just kind of like, all right, let's neutralize this situation because we don't need anything. We don't need all this. But yet you have one of the Celestials come in and was like, yo, you guys are acting like assholes. I'm going to end this world, but I'm judging everybody, whether you're worth living so-so or not. Okay. And... He, he like huge a huge event. They're on the dark web now, which I was like, all right, let me take a break from like collecting huge events right now. Okay. Um, but yeah, Axe Judgment Day, that takes the cake for me. Okay. So to get mine out of the way, I'm gonna take your word for it because comic books I did not check for this year because my life has been trying to get my head straight and yeah. just listening to podcasts. I'll take your word for it, and uh, I'll, I'll try to check for it. That one and the one you showed at the beginning. Oh, yeah, but definitely I wanted to be in it. Oh. That's, that's going to be a lot. <laughs> okay, right on. Yeah, um, yeah. I kind of I kind of fell off a uh, 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 comics like the past uh, past couple months, so I got to get back on that horse. But uh, 
But the one, I'll say like one series I really enjoyed reading this year is from Image Comics. Uh, it's called Dual Powerbomb. Yeah, that one was, you're gonna, you would love that one. Yeah, Dual Powerbomb, it was really cool. Like if you're a fan of like, uh, like, like like dark fantasy slash professional wrestling combined it's like a story it sounds like a weird ass combination but it's it's a really it's a really cool story it's like it's like seven issues yeah it just wrapped it just wrapped up yeah so like do a powerbomb by image um yeah it just wrapped up so yeah check out check them out um if you want to collect all seven issues or if you want to wait for the uh, trade paperback so you can read them all at once uh do that it should come out in the next few months or so if yeah. that's the case but yeah do a powerbomb is the one i recommend for comics so dark so so dark border versus house of black <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah in a sense yeah that's actually that's actually on the money well what the dark order was supposed to be oh uh, yeah yeah before I mean, how can God, you be da- how can you be dark instead of taking orders from a 10 year old are you supposed to be dark when you're acting like a bunch of goofballs that just it just messes it up for me um, all right, something that we all definitely we're gonna, we're probably gonna have a huge freaking convo about this match of the year. Ooh. And for mine, Sheamus versus Walter at Class of the Castle. That's a good one. That's a that's a good pick. Top three, top three, top three. Don't matter. Oh man, uh, match of the year. Uh, you know what? For my 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 personal match of the year, I'm gonna go with uh Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell. I'm not mad at it because what Cody Rhodes did was simultaneously the dumbest and the bravest thing I've seen a professional wrestler do in all my years of watching watching the, the sport. Wrestling with a fully torn pectoral muscle off the bone. So like I, th- I believe like his doctors told him that he couldn't do any more possible. Couldn't need any more. Da- no, it's. It was off. It was already off the bone. Yeah. So he was able to actually go into the match. And I can't imagine how much pain he was in during the match, especially after he was, after he wrapped up. But after that match, you know, Cody Rhodes is a made man. And when he comes back, hopefully at the Royal Rumble, he needs to he needs to be the one to dethrone Roman to win the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 39. He has to be. Yeah. Like, Cody I Rhodes agree with you. I agree. I agree with you to a point. Um, I, it's, that's another one that was top three, in my opinion. Like that was a strong, could be number one, definitely is number two, because that was, if anything, moment of the year. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I say, and I say moment of the year was just the simple chest reveal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The chest reveal. And yeah, like anybody who's played sports who had injuries and stuff like that. Like I've had an injury, but it was just broken bone. Uh, my brothers had shoulder surgeries. Uh, a couple, one of my mans had a bicep tear where he was the one who taught me. And this was almost a decade ago that like doctors will say a clean tear is better than partial. Yeah. And so for Cody to have a clean, fully torn peck was and still go through with it, I mean, was beyond commendable. I got why he still did it, because the show must go on. But the WWE aligned him with the perfect dance partner to make it all happen. Mm. And yeah. and for me to have said that, give, let this have been three years ago about Seth Rollins, I wouldn't be saying the same thing. 
I got on the wave two years ago to really realizing how great of a worker that man is. I mean, great. And I watch professional wrestling from the diagnosis standpoint of I'm learning how I, while watching how everything gets done. Right. And, and to see Seth work is like, he, he changed my tune so long ago that it was just like, holy shit. But match of the year still has not been beaten, in my opinion, Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay. Mm. I actually missed that match. I had to go back to check it because I didn't get to see Forbidden Door live when it happened. I just, I didn't get to see it because I didn't pay for it. Just plain and simple. I could have, you know, we, we could have used our nefarious means, but I, I didn't. And I'm a person that some pay-per-views I watch while live, but I'm usually the person that likes to wait while all the hype train dies and all of that stuff. Like, like for instance, and not to, not to go too long, this last NXT pay-per-view, that Iron Survivor match shit. I still got to watch the men's one. I watched the women's one, and I was just like, this is cool, but this ain't it. Because mm. you could tell that it was the first time. It didn't just I, it just wasn't for me. But I waited till all the hype died down to watch it. Like, I watched it maybe like a week or two later. You know what I'm saying? But that's me. But that mm. Orange Cassidy, Will Ospreay, like, if you were an American who didn't know who Will Ospreay was beforehand, you you just got learned. And if you were one who thought Orange Cassidy couldn't go and never seen some of his indie stuff, which I did go back and watch him once I learned who he was on AEW, you learned that Orange Cassidy could freaking go. And to me, still to this day, that was for 2022, that was the best match of the year. Walter, Walter, or Gunther and, and Sheamus was just, it was, you know, why I couldn't put a number one call? Go ahead. Because if Walter didn't do what he did with Dragon Off the past couple of years, yeah, that that match didn't even come close to that. Yeah, it was great for what it was, but we know what Walter can do. You know oh. what I'm saying? Like we know what that man can do. What was so. what was great about it was just how it, like how they started it off. Like with the, you know, you got the Brutes and Imperium just beefing outside and Walter and Seamus just staring at each other. Like, yo, yeah, we like and Arthur, this is happening. Like two bosses. Yep. And then that's when they went in and went at it. And that's a, and the thing people, yo, the European wrestlers, they hit hard. They st- they had some of the stiff workers between them and the Japanese. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, strong style for a reason. Exactly. So yeah, but that that would definitely be my choice. All right. And rest in peace to the man who gave us that style too. Oh yeah, Antonio Inoki, right? Yep. Yeah, we did rest lose him this peace, year. Rest yeah. in peace to Antonio Inoki, man. The man, the man who. You can say also is the father of mixed martial arts. Yeah, because of, because of what early New Japan was, and it failed on him, but it birthed the culture. He, his innovation and failure with early New Japan and trying to make it a 
a shoot style of wrestling kind of it kind of gave birth to Dana White's empire is all I was mm. saying. Oh yeah. Yeah, and 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 that's an excellent point too because like when you think about like the the main like the the true like innovators, the true pioneers of the professional wrestling business, like people will instantly think like Vince McMahon for example or or even like Ted Turner for WCW, but Antonio Inoki has to be on that Mount Rushmore for sure. Oh, oh no, absolutely, but if that's if you are adding in the international side, like you act, you, you got to go further than Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Like he is, uh, you know, he is no, no questions about it, a revolutionary, but he cannibalized his way to the top. Mm, he did. He yeah. cannibalized his way to the top, which is, which is fucked up, put a, a lot of territories out of business and, and you can kind of say reduced jobs. Hmm. for other wrestlers, you know, because he handpicked who he wanted, who he got, and all that. And, but, I mean, hey, we didn't know the business like that back in the day to where I loved the, the early WWF, you know what I'm saying? But, um, but now nah, you got to look at, like, the, you got to look at the Jarrett's. Like, you got to look at the Jarrett's. You got to look at, uh, oh. you know what? When, I, when I'm in moments like this, my mind brain farts, and I can't remember some of the... Uh, the early, the early, early people, like, but every, like, the people who ran Mid South, the early NWA people, the early. Oh, NWA the Crockett, yeah, the, the Crockett's, um, yeah, the Crockett's, yes, yeah. the Crockett's, the Jarrett's, um, even Vern Gagne, freaking, yeah, Gagne, Vern Gagne, even Cornette with Smoky Mountain, like. Smoky Mountain was like an early feeder system too. Yeah. Look, let's remember who came from them. Him and uh, uh Chris Jericho and Chris Jericho and, and Lance Storm. You know what I'm saying? Uh the gangsters. He gave New Jack his start and with the world famous I like to give a shout out to, to my OJ. boy OJ Simpson. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Oh, the two less we gotta worry about. Oh, <laughs> one of the greatest promos ever. The thing and, is and and it, and when you hear when you hear New Jack rest in peace to Jerome Young, when you go and listen to his uh, shoot interviews, it's just the greatest. Because he oh. said all Jim Cornette did was just say, "Go out there and piss off white people," <laughs> and that's exactly what he did. <laughs> you got to watch his dark side of the ring. Mm. Yeah, that's no, but watch watch the dark side of the ring, but go watch the other stuff behind him, mm. and and you'll get more detail out of the stories that. Dark Side of the Ring for, uh, you know, you got to look at it as television-wise. So for 47 minutes, you didn't get everything. And and you got stories that you knew. But just go watch New Jack shoot interviews, and you will get so much more. Yeah. You will get so much more. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so my our next one, I was going to go on our favorite episode of the year. Now you're a guest, so I would like to hear. Excuse me, I would like to hear uh, your favorite Codex uh, episode that you heard, and also your favorite Starting Five podcast. Damn it, favorite Codex. I can't say I have one because it's just uh, it, it, there's so many. But you know what? It is? I'll give you my favorite Codex moments of the year. Which I, is I, the next I, one? But go ahead. <laughs> Well, all right, so I'll advance that, my bad, as my picking. Yeah, because like I said, there's, there's a bunch of them that I like. 
there's a bunch of them that I like from y'all, but I like Victor's commercial reads and how he gets stupid with the hot sauce <laughs> when, when, when y'all were doing them. Because I noticed, I noticed you guys, you you you, you kind of stopped doing those. I guess that you know, no no inside baseball talk right now, but yeah, you know, adding the extra on the pe- on his peas on slurp and freaking. <laughs> Talk, you know, as, as, as sexual as he got, made me question. Like, I right, Vic, you, you passed due for some man. Like, I think you think you're a little horny over there, but all right, you know, do do your thing with the hot sauce. I mean, bring it back to uh, bring it back to uh, what's the name? Um, don't be a man while drinking your juice in the hood, putting, pouring the hot sauce on the toes and shit. Like, uh uh-uh, uh, that's for the baby. <laughs> you know. But uh, the star five wise, I got to repeat the one that I said this past Sunday. Favorite episode was with the homie Wyatt out of Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I said Montana because I don't we I he mentioned it on the show, but it still don't feel clear to how he even found us. Like he said, he was just looking for sports shows to listen to, and I guess he saw our logo. We just popped up. He watched us, I think, and then been hooked ever since. And so he uh, he asked for a minute to be on the show, and I was like, yeah, I got you, I got you. And then for weeks, I would forget to send him the link, send him the link. But that proper timing was just like, all right, here you go. We had him on, and we had a great time with this dude. Uh, again, to have a fan in Montana, and now we can say a new friend in Montana because, you know, for some strange reason, if we get there, we, we got somebody that we could call or reach out to, like, yo, we're coming, and he'll take care of us. But... It was the moment where we uh, TJ asked him how much was, like, what's the cost of living out there? And he was like, oh, like, a one-bedroom you could get for, like, six to $700. A, a two-bedroom a two-bedroom was maybe eight to nine. We all was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> and we literally, some of us, like, we, I personally got up, walked off camera, TJ and everybody, we all got up. We was like, that's it. Yo, you got new neighbors. We coming. It was like the cost of living in Montana was just dumb cheap. But then, and but then, like Carl mentioned, we were talking pre-show. When TJ went off about the whole Kevin McAllister versus the Predator debate. And he was just like, you are going to and oh this is when we had the homie Jared from uh hashtag blackout podcast Yo, he... and he picked and he picked Kevin McCallister <laughs> and he was like yo we're talking about a 12 year old white boy with some paint cans and a VHS tape <laughs> who fought and beat some of the dumbest criminals alive and you're gonna tell me that he can beat the predator and with a straight face but laughing he was like yeah it was just—it was one of the most explosive, hilarious, phony mass moments on the show. Please, they're all up on YouTube. They're all on audio. Go listen to them. Go watch them, especially for TJ's explosion. So that was my favorite. <laughs> I remember listening to that, and I'm just sitting there, like, just in tears, laughing on my way to work. I remember that. I would say that's probably my favorite moment. Uh, obviously, I'm gonna be biased. My favorite episode was the the Sweet Sixteen tournament because I 
it was cool that we had, you know, we brought it from a DJ's perspective and like if we was at a cookout perspective, like, yo, this is a pasta hot sauce to record, okay? This is a two-step what you're putting two two-step while you're putting in your plate in. This one is uh wave your drinks in the air. Somebody's slapping the dominoes on the table and damn near breaking it like type of record. And, and dancing and dancing with the plate. But yeah, the pasta hot sauce was the new term that we did. You came up with on that show. Yeah. This is the pasta hot sauce record, yo. <laughs> there you go. Uh, my favorite episode, though, I will say was episode 292 with um, Patrick Hickey Jr. from uh, the Minds Behind the Game series and the WrestleQuest, uh, the voice actor for that WrestleQuest uh, wrestling RPG game coming out in March, by the way. We got a date. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, WrestleQuest, we... is, that's the one that Jeff Jarrett's involved with, right? Yeah. WrestleQuest? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, he's in, I, also that features, you know, friend of the show, Ed, Ed your boy, Ed Games. Uh, the information that we got, that game was just like, I'm just sitting there like, yo, I'm listening to Grandpa speak, but he was saying some real shit, and I'm like, yo, this was, this was fire, which leads to one of my, um, favorite Codex moments was... I finally got the story about what happened with the Def Jam games. Yep. Like, I never knew it was that much turmoil to the point where they was just like, all right, we need to put out a third game. We still have this, you know, we still have this license. Let's just put something out there. And we got the monkey, and we got the biggest pile of dog shit that we call Def Jam Icon. That game was hot dookie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, I remember, I remember that episode. I never, I still to this day haven't gotten into those games, though. Still to this day, the Def Jam games. What? I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't one of them. I wasn't one of them. I wasn't a person who will tell you that No Mercy is one of the greatest ever because it was just a clean rip from the, obviously because THQ moved on yeah. to, to WWF, but Nah, I was a WCW guy back then, WCW versus NWO, well, WCW versus the world, mm-hmm. then NWO Revenge, like, yeah, those are still the top two wrestling games all time for me. Mm. Yeah. yeah, man, no argument there, because, like, uh, THQ and, like, the Aki Corporation, like, their their wrestling engine is still, to this day, perfect. Like, that's, those, that's the reason why those games are still endure and why they're so playable and why they're so fun. Yeah. yeah, well, I don't know about still playable because the last time I tried to play NWO vs. the World on my emulator, damn, it's hard. But also, <laughs> I forgot everything. Like, I forgot all the movesets. I forgot all the buttons. I mean, I know it's easily Googleable, but still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll say, like, uh, WCW vs. the World, that's the one that's, that's, by today's standards, is not. Not too intuitive. Didn't age well. It didn't age well, but the N64 games for sure. Yeah, like World Tour, yeah. Revenge, uh, No Mercy. Yeah. But uh, go yeah, ahead. For your, sure. Your favorite Codex episode of the year? Oh man. Uh, man, I, I don't know if I can just pick one, but um, I'll say that there's like three. There's like three I could choose from. Uh, the one that we did 
with uh, Roberto Gonzalez when we when we talked about Moon Knight. The wrong kid died. When he, yeah, when he compared Moon Knight to Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, and now now when I think of Moon Knight, I can't I can't watch that show without thinking about Dewey Cox. Because every like, time I every time I think about every time I see Roberto on Facebook, I'm like the wrong kid died. Like. I, I imagine that there's like an alternate version of Moon Knight where in every other episode, Mark Spector's mom pops out of nowhere and talks about, hey, Mark, wrong kid, dad. <laughs> and then they get into a machete fight in the final episode. That's, that's the version I want to see of Moon Knight. But uh, there's that. Um, uh, the episode that we, where we discussed Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, with, um, oh, man, why am I blanking on their names? Oh, uh, Gary, th- um, Gary Wallace from Holographics and... Uh... My man, uh, DJ Craze Beats. Beats. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That was that was a fun episode, and uh, and of course um, Jim Savard, you know, uh, coming on coming on to the show, you know, ch- chatting with us uh, and letting us know that we're gonna be in his next in his comic. Yeah, his I got comic. I got my cool. uh, picture hanging up in the wall. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that was a good moment for y'all. I remember I when when that part of the episode came on, I was actually driving home from work in the tunnel. In the, in the Holland Tunnel, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And it reminded me, but I didn't, I didn't send call the text message like, "Oh y'all too, like you too are in a comic book," because I'm supposed to be in a comic book. My boy hasn't released it yet, yeah. But I too am in a comic book, so I know how that feeling was to be surprised like that. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Yeah, I repeated that "oh shit" moment like five times. After. <laughs> yeah. Um. Another one of my favorite uh, Codex moments was when you got your PS5. Oh yeah, man. That, you, that was creepy, man. Listen, I was uncomfortable. Listen, was it, was it though? Because like you kissed the damn box. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, but but it, listen, like yo, man, like to this, to the fact that to this day, like the only re- the only way you can really get a PS5 is if you like do it through Sony or PS Direct. Still, like you can't even hit a Best Buy or any of the retailers. Actually, lately, you know, me going out Christmas shopping, they've been having some in stock lately. Oh, okay. Took took them two years, but that's cool. Yeah. But yeah, like, listen, (laughs) man, I I I I had to travel a long road to get that PS Five, man. And damn it, let me be happy. (laughs) I'm I'm just like, he did that. He he did that. He kissed. He's like, it's right next to my OLED. Yeah. Like. Okay. <laughs> Juicy. <laughs> it, it was pants off, pants off moment. Yeah, yo, that's kind of how we rate things now. No, no. Also, the verses, the verses that you we did with um with you and Bad Lab was fire. Oh yeah, Because yeah, that, that, I was like, I like it. Just it, it was reminiscent about how the and I'm about to get on my old man, almost forty, get off my lawn moments. But um, you can't have those type of dis- hip hop discussions anymore. Like you can't like talk about it. Al- we put album to album, and we was just breaking it down like to a science, you know, to a science. To we broke down every minute detail of that album. Whereas like nowadays, it's like we're li- we're living in a state of hyper consumption, mm-hmm. and you can't really like listen to an album and let it marinate because you got so much more music like coming in. Yeah, and it's I still commend my boy Ian. 
I don't know how this motherfucker does it, but he does it. And, like, I, as I've mentioned my boy Ian all the time, this is a dude that I've known since diapers. Like, this my mother his mother were best friends, you know what I'm saying, growing up. Uh, I've literally known him my whole life. And the fact we're business partners now, too, by way of ATDG Media makes it dope. But this dude, anytime and every time you see him, he's got a pair of headphones on. Every freaking time he's got their headphones on. And you could ask him about any underground rapper ever possible. He'll know the backstory. He'll know their bio, blood type, all of that shit. I'm exaggerating on the blood type. But uh, <laughs> he's, he's just ill with it. And he's been running with the HHDG Media podcast, which if you go and search HHDG Media, the podcast, and look that up, you're going to look through some of these artists' names like, who? But he knows their whole backstory. He'll pull out their albums and, and, and EPs and stuff on the episodes and all of that. Like, my man knows his shit. But me, I'm on that side that Carl just mentioned of, I don't know how one human can consume so much freaking media in a year. I, I, I just don't know. But I'm that way with podcasts, depending on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? So I get it. But holy shit, like, it's just like, how? It's literally like a 24-hour job to try to consume the amount of albums and music that comes out within a year. It is. I know people who do it. I know people who do it. More than just him. More yeah. than just him. Anybody, there's a couple people I know. And But the argument's sake, though, to go back to the argument stuff, Carl, mm -hmm. you can have these, you can have conversations with adults. Who know how to talk? Yeah. Who know how to let the other person speak. Who have real decent and subjective opinions at times that are open to hear other sides of an argument, not just "Ah, you old head," and that that ain't it no more. You know, you you ain't down, nah. Because many old heads remember one, we birthed the style that you are digging today. And number two, many of the old heads, especially people in my lane, dig a lot of what the new, they dig some of the stuff that these newer kids are doing and give respect. People in my cipher. Right. Other people, nah, it's all crap and yada, and closed minds. Can't have that in those type of conversations. Can't have closed minds in those types of conversations. That's where the, the lack of being able to have those talks come in. Because you try to sit with rap stopped in 88 type people forget it i don't even want to talk to them and they're of my age range or older i can't have a conversation with you i can't have a conversation with anybody who is man y'all old things y'all old this y'all old that you know what i'm saying like nah i can't have a conversation with you because your mind's not open enough to at least try at least try new stuff you know what we doing next year yeah what's that greatest Hip hop album tournament. Tournament. But yeah. the criterion is, you have to you we're good for each album that's gonna make it to the tournament has to be like one of like the four earning four to five mics in the source like those types of albums well, that like stand that stand the I test of time. We've done that. I would shout out some HHDG family once again. We this year was a decade in running tournaments online. 
and greatest album is one of them that we've always had. We've always had the greatest MC tournament where every year, if that rap, if the said rapper wins, they don't, they don't get, get to go into the next year. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So we've done those. We did the greatest woman, greatest albums. Uh, we've done uh, a DJ one. Uh, we've we've done almost almost everything except we've done a fashion one, hip hop fashion one, you know stuff like that. So Call Kanye. If you need help, if you need yeah okay. If you need <laughs> help with if you need help with that, like I said I, I have a decades plus worth of experience in building tournaments. I'm with it. Nice. And and I'll I'll send you I'll ask my boy KB to send me some of the old tournament brackets and I'll show you what we've done. So you you kind of can get a grasp of. Cause I already got the perfect. I got the perfect panel. Obviously, you lad. You know what? Maybe Grandmaster Facts will probably like break that one down too. He, James, you know James. By way of a group chat that H and I C started. God damn, it's a small world. Yeah. It really is. It really is. Um, it really is. I, I haven't spoken to him in a minute through Instagram, but that's how I met. I met him through Instagram. Yeah, yeah, that's my South, that's South my guy. Jersey dude. That's my yeah, that's my guy. That is my guy. Um, TV show of the year. Mm. I know I'm about to catch some judgment on this one. Good. I gotta say, this is us. This is us, actually. Ended on a very satisfying note. Oh, that's good. What? I think you were watching. One of Sterling. I'm. I became a fan of Sterling K. Brown because of this show. Yeah. Okay. I, I think you would enjoy. I, I missed the wrap up of it, but it was a good show, and I only can say that because I didn't go personally tune into it. I watched what the wife is watching. Oh yeah, of course. So if she's if she's watching it, I'm just I'm there, I'm invested. And yeah, that show was good, you know. It's it had its tropey, you know, every other segment is a a sad speech, you know, with like ominous feeling. Just everything just felt like even if it was a happy speech, it just felt like it, it, it would lull you into feelings, you know what I'm saying? It it will. But it was a it's a good show. Nice, awesome. Yeah, for uh, for me, uh, my favorite show of the, of this year was Andor. Uh, I still yeah. haven't finished it. Yeah, Andor, uh, a latest uh, Star Wars series on on Disney Plus, um, written uh, created by Tony Gilroy. Um, it's um it's the it's the first of two seasons, and it's going to lead into Rogue One. Okay. And it follows uh, Diego Luna's character, uh, Cassian Andor, uh, from Rogue One, and. This one and this is a this is a a, a top tier uh, uh, show, uh, especially for Star Wars because if you look at shows like Obi Wan Kenobi and The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, they all they're, they're all good shows in their own right, but they had the but they had the reliance of nostalgia as well as that factor going in. So you can easily say, oh yeah, I remember Obi Wan, I remember Boba Fett and all these characters. Whereas whereas Andor, they were building off those new characters that we saw in Rogue One from a few years ago. And they, and they couldn't really rely on those like nostalgic tropes like the you know like like those other shows did. So this was more of like a political thriller, where 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 
where like the the main crux was like solid writing and it was a slow build across 12 episodes so like the first four episodes as you're watching like uh, you know and if you're looking for something something that's like more along the lines of the mandalorian or like even book of boba fett no, you're not you'll, that. yeah you'll, you'll probably be a little <clears throat> disappointed but if you let the show build because it's taking its time to build up to this like this this politically intriguing narrative and like a lot of espionage then you'll be well rewarded and like and the, how the show wraps up this, this first season is like oh man this is actually incredible stuff and it's actually a, a darker tone and a more mature tone for star wars that that i that i will i would like to see more of moving forward you know not just you know the easy the easy layups of like oh we'll just show, show a bunch of lightsabers and jedi and sit and call it a day no like you got to have like some original compelling characters to move this whole franchise forward and and or does that so highly recommend it if you if you're looking for something uh, with a, a Star Wars show with a different flavor. Nice, nice. See, I as I continue to say, I'm not the series guy, and when I watch TV, I'm usually watching what the wife watches. But I gotta say, Moon Knight was the one show that had me run into the TV each and every week. Mm. I know people, some people had their displeasures with it. It's not for the most part. Most, I think, most people that I've seen before wise liked it and enjoyed it hella confusing for the first like maybe two three episodes it was a short series yeah. but it was dope seeing him right out the gate you know what i'm saying it was dope seeing the costume right out the gate and the costume itself the costuming was pretty damn good in my opinion yeah um the storyline did get good really good once you got into the middle of it and for a short attention span like me, what was it, six to eight episodes? About six. It was it was great. It was to me it was great and it was it it, it felt like they could have gave us more. Like they definitely left the feeling of there should be a part two with their you know, we, we have more moon night interaction mm-hmm. as far as in the costume and not just the man outside the costume. But mm-hmm. It was dope for what it was, and I, I personally enjoyed it, you know. Honorable mention goes to my wife rerunning Grey's Anatomy about three or four times this Man, year. So I absolutely <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that show. Now, like, I, it made me say, watching it so many times mm-hmm. with my wife is like, yo, why didn't I never get on this from the beginning, beginning? Because mm-hmm. the, the show is dope. Just pretty women... A lot of sexual tension at the workplace. Open bodies. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> Listen, my sister, big shout out to her. Like they are Grey's like followers. Thursday night, it's a wrap. Like don't. It's remember how women were with Scandal. That, that was a dope show. Shut too. up. If it's on, shut up. They don't want to hear nothing. And that's what that's how they were when it comes to grace. My thing is just like, yo, there's a lot of really, there's a lot of doctors really just out here like fucking in hospitals and shit. Yeah, the the on call the on call room was a special place. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and plus, like you know. I'm amazed that the show is still on the air since like 2005. Yeah, it's yeah. like 16 seasons or something. Oh, like, it's a hell of a one. And you know what's crazy too about it is again, what doing these consistent rewatches. 
look at the cell phones. <laughs> not, just, not just the evolution of the technology in the hospital. Look at the evolution of the cell phones. Mm. They go from flip phones to Blackberry Pearls and smaller. And then we, you know, we, we went from the era of the big ass phone. Remember, cell phones went to big ass brick Zach Morris yep. phones <laughs> and, and, and phone in a bag all the way down to as small as this cap. And then they started going back up into size. And now we got the Pro Maxes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, watch the cell phone evolution in the Braves <laughs> along with the, It's just one of them little things that is like you, you watch something so many times, you look for other little nuances to catch within it. From, from that to hairstyles to, damn, they were fat. Damn, now they skinny as hell. <laughs> oh, you can see that that person is pregnant in real life because they're hiding the belly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, mm. all that. <laughs> mm. Oh That's man. Incredible. Uh any any uh favorites you got? Uh, Categories? Oh man. Um uh Yeah, I mean I I'm I'm just, I'm just say like, you know, it's uh not not nothing in the way of like like favorites, but I will say like this it's been a it's been a fantastic year for it our is. show. Um uh I'll say like um like so my, my my favorite time this year like like uh, uh, po- podcast adjacent was uh, our time hosting panels at Comic Con. That was that was a really fun experience um, uh, for me doing that for the first time. Uh, you you had a sec- second go of it. Uh, it. It was really cool, just like just meeting different people and just um, just like just 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 like just like absorbing that like nice nerd energy at, at Grodan Comic Con this year. That was really dope. I got to hug both Trish Stratus and Lita. Who wants to touch me? No, I ain't touching it. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, y'all had a good, y'all had a good year. I gotta, I, I say congratulations on air for that one because y'all definitely, definitely had a great year. I would say within all of that, especially with the landing of of those podcast panels, of those panels, not podcast panels, but yeah. of those panels. And but side note, I I say to, I can tell you, Carl laughed at me when I said, yo help me land some of them shits because he knows I've been hosting panels for years now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to hear y'all like fully get into it and this being your first year kind of really getting into it, Victor, like what was, what were your nerves like going into it? Cause I remember mine and I, I was pretty like, I was kind of cold as ice. This is regular game day for me type stuff. What was your nerves first go around in doing a panel? You know, interestingly, like in the in the days leading up to it, like I was as cool as a cucumber. Like I was, just, I wasn't really nervous at all. Like I I felt the nerves, like like just like the the moments, like the few moments before I got on the stage, before I was introduced, because uh, I was like, you know, just want to make sure that you know I that you know I project project good energy and you know don't you know slip up my lines or anything. So, but as soon as I as soon as I walked out to the stage and say, hey, what's up, everybody? like the nerves just instantly disappeared and I just fell right into the mode of just, Hey, let's just get into it. So like the nerves just disappeared like that. Good, good. Cause that's, and that's how you want, you want it to feel because all in all, it's just a conversation. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just a conversation. And especially when you know, whatever said material is like, that's when, that's what makes it easy. Like me, when I when I go into my joints like this year, 
This year's Black Finity Gauntlet at J1 Con. That shit was it, fire, by the way. You 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 listen to it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it the way that one went, Rick. If you if you want a lesson in how to freestyle, listen to that episode. Okay. Because that whole that whole panel discussion was one big freestyle. Oh wow. It was one big freestyle. And it was a freestyle because my original plan for the thing uh, fell through because I wasn't getting responses back to pe- from people that I was trying to invite to be a part of it. And the first two people I reached out to, again, we, people out there can't say we don't do none for women, but the first two people I reached out there for to be a part of it was two women. Two black women on top of that, because the Black Finity Gauntlet is a content creator of color space. Mm-hmm. One person was said, yeah, I'm going to be there when I see them in person. But then when the time gets closer and I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm not going to chase it. I write you once. I write you twice. You don't respond back. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. It's over. Another person ran me through TikTok inbox Oh, go to my Instagram and hit me up there. Hit up in the Instagram. Oh, go to the link in my bio. It's got my email. E- email is not in that link. Oh, here's my email. Wrote the email. The same th- damn near copy pasted what was in the Instagram to the email. And the email got ignored. Mm. So that, and then I started to try to reach to other people. I, I No, because I didn't get those first two, I didn't have many others that I really wanted involved. I wrote another person who was a pretty popular TikToker, never wrote me back. So it just became, you know what? Fuck it. Since it's not a dis, because originally it was supposed to be a discussion of you're a Twitch streamer. Let's educate the people on how to be Twitch streamers, how to be good on great Twitch streamers, yada, yada. You know, you created this original content surrounding animals and this, that, and the third. Just a little hint of who I wrote, you know, and, and you put out a book. You know, let's talk to people about that and, and being a creator and just starting from the, the bottom and, and doing what you do and how that can translate to anywhere. And how this person dominates on Instagram and how to build your Instagram. Like that was supposed to be the the... the the task for this year's Black Finity, educating more on the lines of the, the 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 sites and stuff that we use and how to pop on some of them. These three people didn't get back to me. Crunch time came in, and it just became you know what. Whoever's in the building, if you got something, come through, talk on our mics, and promote yourself. And that's exactly what we did. No prepared questions, which I never do prepared questions. So if I was interviewing anybody, there is no question list. I'm sorry. I go off what what, what I know. So if it was a Trish and Lita thing, of course I would have brushed myself up on matches ahead of time. But I would have tried to get in detail of, you know, being a woman in the WWE, being a woman in the early 2000s or starting in the late 90s, what was that drive like? What did, what was the push like? How did your beginning start? Like, that's basic questions that you can just build the conversation with. Now, I wish I, I mean, I'm a happily married man, been together 20 years. I did not have this kind of game 
hitting women when I was younger. <laughs> you know but when it comes to doing stuff like this in the creative space, in the panel space, like my boy TJ says, we are at our best when we freestyle shit. And that's what we did with this year's panel. We had about five, four or five people come up and we just, what do you do? What do you, okay, start popping questions into what you do, what we do, throw scenarios here and there. And it was just fun, funny conversation that the crowd enjoyed, the people who came up enjoyed. And yeah, it, we did what we do. So I implore anybody and everybody who is in this creative space that ever wanted to do what, go listen to the Blackfinity Gauntlet recaps that we posted it was the last podcast posted before our 2022 wrap up and just listen to how we go right on and you can you, you can take a take a note from there build from there yeah definitely and, and philly cigar fest was cool too yeah another freestyle session just conversations with people mm. around around cigars and what they do and it's it's literally just that it's just having Sit down. Who are you? Where are you from? What? Why are you here? What is? What brings you to this? Mm. You know. And and the conversation within Philly Cigar Week, uh, we met these two guys. Shout out to Jameson and um, you know, Cigar Rockstar. Um, we sat with them for almost an hour. Just going off the top with anything and everything within, you know, you got to listen to the conversation, you know what he's talking about. And that helped us land being a part of their podcast set in New York Cigar Festival. Nice. Which now, that's another one that we might be a part of for the future here on out. Just like Philly Cigar Week. Philly Cigar Week, we have an, we're, we, I don't even have to call John. Oh, Philly Cigar Week is then? Okay, just let me know what we can do out there. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it was network, it was networking and, and conversation and things like that. And yeah, you can. I, I my greed says, I wish we had more. And this is a part of why where my mental space got fucked up at the right. end of the year. And, and and I wish we had more. I, you know, I wish we was getting some of the same uh, touches and reaches that that people who've been doing this less than us, less than both of our shows. Because I think your show is either is close to around the same age as mine. Twenty fifteen, maybe twenty fifteen. We started the starting five in twenty fifteen, but I started podcasting in twenty fourteen, and I count the whole trail of talking my team into the starting five as. It's all the same thing. It's all the same journey. All right. And there's people who've done less than us that get way more than us because mm -hmm. they know people or because their friends actually support and share what they do. Yeah. And, and you know what I'm saying? And a part of that was what tore me up mentally. But still, if I put myself in a good place and realize and recognize, like, we've done some things. You know what I'm saying? We've done some things. We, uh, you know, I, I, I still need to have a live, we, we still got to do some live episodes at my boy's brewery, which I have the green light to go anytime and do. Shout out to Hackensack Brewery. You know, there's so much more within this space that I need to get. 
Hackensack and Juke in New Jersey? Yeah, yeah. Hackensack Brewing Company is my boy, Mike Jones, Herb, and I forgot the other partner. Uh, but yeah, man, make phenomenal beers, by the way. If we ever do something live, which I think this summer, we were talking and talking and talking and never did it. But this time, if we do, everybody's getting invited to come through. It'll be a great time, great beer, all that good stuff. I'm, um, gonna, I'm overdue for a trip, anyways. I gotta get all the travel yeah, I can get, cause come March. Yeah, so like, mm. I actually I had y'all in mind to invite for the Black Finney this year, but Rhode Island lined with J1's weekend. It did. So it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But I still got ideas, I still got plans. I'm glad I snapped out of my rut. And yeah, man, it's just, it's still. As Michael Jordan said, the sky's the limit and the ceiling is the roof. With this, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. go look that up. He said it. I'm not lying. <laughs> he said the sky's the limit and the ceiling is the roof. And it left everybody in that gym looking like, huh? <laughs> but we get you. I mean, <laughs> like, uh, let's just say I, I equate that to um, Herschel Walker talking about vampires. And, no, 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 no. Don't equate nothing to Herschel Walker. <laughs> don't equate nothing to general mush mouth please don't oh, yeah. don't, don't do I, I mean mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a Knicks fan through and through so it's always at the Bulls all day every day but I, no respect Michael Jordan a little better than that <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Uh, agreed <laughs> but, uh, don't but, ever general mush mouth you know, I went, I went to school, and they called me a coon, but the coon is a smart animal. And like I said on the last episode, yeah, the coon, a raccoon is the smartest animal because <laughs> when they see humans, they run the other way. That's what makes them smart. Yeah. Other than you, dumbass, who allowed the Republican Party to say, go out there, come on, run, nigga, run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, and, and and not 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 to get too not to get too political, but that just shows how Republicans cynically view our people, black people. Like, oh, we'll just parade any one of any one of them in front of us and get and get, get the black vote. Mm-hmm. No, no, not no. to not to get the stereotypical bulging eye look from us, but <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah, this is your fault, Paul, because you brought. No, it is. I own it. I I went to school. <laughs> I went to school. I'm an officer. Oh. Man. <laughs> and, and Herschel Walker's of the era where you got those badges out of cereal boxes. Come mm-hmm. on now. Stupid. Yeah. And the whole vampire <laughs> werewolf debate. Oh, who can forget that? Mm-mm. Man. Man, I, I love my people. As Chris Rock said it. It's a, I love my people. I love my people, mm. but I hate Nick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man! Uh, and on uh, on that note, uh, we're gonna call yeah, it. Our... We're gonna call an audible, and we're actually gonna table our Avatar: The Way of Water discussion for when we come back. Yeah, in, I was thinking the same time. Because like, oh, I was, I was, I was about to say, I, I know it was time for me to break out, but we've been here for a minute, so you didn't yeah. have to. This was that. nah, this was perfect. Yeah, oh yeah. This was perfect. I mean, we laughed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, that's my goal. <laughs> yeah, and 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 leave it to Carl to to just 
make a weird comparison like that. I will. Well, well, yeah, please. You know, yeah, we're talking. We're talking six-time champion versus. Uh, yeah, one of the worst trades ever to your Dallas Cowgirls. You know what? Your mama. <laughs> hey, my mama's doing just fine right next door. <laughs> oh. oh, speaking of but how about years. them? Oh, anyway, oh. nah, we ain't gonna go there. We'll let them oh. live. Okay. We're ten and four. We're still in the. We're still like in the hunt for the playoffs. Oh really? Yeah. yeah shout out to the and Giants. This, and this and this Saturday game don't mean shit to us, which is a beautiful thing. That's all right though. It's bragging rights. Y'all y'all can have it. Right. Hey, listen. We going against <laughs> Uncle Rico this. Throwing <laughs> oh, balls over the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But, man, Dan, it, it, it's always a pleasure. Yeah. We, you already know. Our group chats be we are, Our group chats are popping, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for oh. real, man. But, yeah, man, thank y'all. Thank y'all for the impromptu invite a couple of hours before, even though, again, I, I, it was an invite, but I, I asked. I was like, you got room for one more? And he's like, let me, let me see. I'm sitting there like, Dan wants to come. Shit, man, the door's been yeah, o- no. the door's been open for you. No, of course. But say, I can't say of course because I'm a, I'm, as you said, my mama. I was raised with manners. <laughs> okay, so I have to. I just ha- I have to ask, you know. And I'm a polite dude for the most part. No, so you know, I gotta ask. But yeah, you know, again, thanks for letting me close out the year with y'all. You know. Um, in my in my podcast comeback, uh, closing out 2022. Um, big ups to my brothers of the Star Five Podcast. Yeah. Make sure you check us out on the Star Five Podcast. Just Google us, bitches. You know our SEOs. Though the website has been down, the SEOs are still straight. You can find us on everywhere. And make sure when you're looking for us, look for the black and white logo because. There are other people out there that tried to call themselves the, the starting five. Starting five, those are the fakes. Mm-hmm. We're the real. Make sure you support Codex and everybody that's in, in, affiliated with us, man. Shout out to the Wrestle Talk community. Shout out to uh, the hip hop, uh, TikTok community, all of that, man. Make sure you're following me there also at the starting five. No, actually, I changed my name. It's at. Dan Dub D A Mayor D A N D A M A Y M A Y O R. I had to change it up. Inspirations by one of a fellow uh, Wrestle Talk brother who was just like, "Yo, y'all wasn't coming to the podcast by way of my name, but y'all y'all always see my face. So now it's time for y'all to get to know who I am." Right. I'm still repping the Star Five all day on there, but. Now y'all got to know who I am over the show, but you still will see the Star Power logo on most of my videos. So have a lot of fun over there. Come through there, man. And yeah, man, keep supporting Codex for real. Yeah, man, we definitely appreciate that. And you can uh, follow us uh, obviously on Facebook. Thank you for watching. Thank you for being with us during our uh, te- technical difficulties. Uh, Vic will be heading over to the Geek Squad real soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can also find us on uh, Instagram at Cortex Prime Podcast, Twitter at Cortex Prime Cast, send us an email, Cortex Prime Podcast at gmail.com. 
Um, you can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify. Just Google us. We everywhere. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got it all covered, man. All right. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch y'all next year. Yep, yep, we'll catch y'all next year uh, in two weeks' time. So um, our next episode will be on Tuesday, January 10th. Yep, so uh, we're going to take the next couple weeks off. So, yeah, Tuesday, January 10th, we'll be back to continue this Codex train for the new year, 2023. Yeah. The mayor, happy early birthday to you. Thank you, thank you. Happy early birthday to Vic. He's a January 1st baby. Yep. Oh, shoot. We got two of the rarest birthdays in the world. Oh, Seb, you're January 1st too? No, he's he's, uh, not. he's Christmas. Christmas Day. Oh, man. Wow. I have, now, now, I, myself and my youngest daughter, we have the rarest birthday in the world. If y'all don't believe it, Google it. December 25th is the number, is the birthday the least people in the world have. Mm. You can Google it. And then my daughter, shout out to my daughter, Danielle, who is December 26th. And my father, who turned 70 on December 26th. Wow. Right on. Yeah. So both of y'all get that one parent, one present that's a Christmas and birthday gift. <laughs> nah, y'all do too? I still get two. I still get two. <laughs> well, if, from the wife, maybe. You know, it's, it's okay from her. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I still get two things from my parents. It'd be a card and maybe a little piece of uniform clothes or something. But yeah, my daughters, they get two. I got two, they get two. And they will get that for life as long as we're both living as far as our parents are concerned. That's that's yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah. So once again, Dan, always a pleasure. Uh, we'll catch you. We'll catch you next year. And to everyone in the in the chat and listening, uh, thank you all for watching and listening. As always, we'll catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.